In this episode, Dave and Dahm talk to Professor Sue Black and Simon Schofield about the critical work that Tech Up Women is doing to address diversity issues within technology. The percentage of women who are choosing a career in technology remains stubbornly low. Tech Up Women is on a mission to change that. From the studios of NMD Plus in the UK and US comes the Dave and Dom Demystify Show. Dave and Dom demystify show, making sense of the world of fintech and digital finance. Sit back and listen as the two Ds take a subject and chat it through to make it clearer and easier to understand. And now, here are your hosts, Dave Wallace and Dom Mystery. Demystify. Welcome everybody to this week's show. And today we're absolutely delighted to have two very special guests. We have Professor Sue Black and Simon Schofield, and they're going to be talking about Tech Up Women. So, Sue, Simon, do you want to introduce yourselves and give us a bit on your backgrounds? I'm Professor Sue Black. I'm Professor of Computer Science and Technology Evangelist at Durham University. I've had a I guess, 25 year, maybe 30 year now, I'm not sure, career in technology, mainly in academia, but I've done lots of other things kind of outside of that as well. I set up the UK's first online network for women in tech back in 1998, so over 20 years ago, because I was going to conferences and not meeting many women at tech conferences, so set up an online network so that we could meet there. I ran the campaign to save Bletchley Park from 2008 to 2011, I set up a social enterprise tech mums, teaching mums tech skills back in, I think, 2013. Uh, and I guess my, my passion project at the moment is Tech Up Women, which we're here to uh, talk about today. Fabulous. Simon. Hi. Yes. Well, look, I share the same passion for technology, Sue. I sort of fell in love with, in the 1980s, the golden age of home computers. And I think with a bit of my father's encouragement, I was hooked. So I think after completing my PhD in computer science, I sort of started my career in financial services. Probably the last 20 years I've been working in investment banking technology departments, particularly around program delivery and COO type of roles. Me and Sue bummed into each other at a conference. I think having met her and her team and some of the great alumni that had graduated from the course and knowing that this program really addressed, I think, a critical part in the hiring pipeline to help improve diversity. You know, I volunteered to help out as an ambassador. Fabulous. So we're keen to learn a bit more about Tech Up Women and what it is. So, Sue, could you give us some background and just explain a bit more about it? Yeah, sure. So like I was saying, I've had sort of 30 years in tech now. And I guess over time, I've become more and more aware of fact that I guess most people working in tech are guys still at the moment. And, you know, back when I set up BCS Women, I think the essential of women in tech was about, depending on how you define a woman in tech, but kind of between 15 and 25%. And, you know, like 25 years later or whatever, it's still about the same. So I know that there is an issue, a kind of pipeline issue around women in tech. And over the years, I've talked to lots of companies who want to employ technical women into their companies, but say, 
you know, like we advertise jobs, but not many women apply. And those that do don't always necessarily get through the interview process. And so they end up employing men again when really they wanted to hire in a more diverse way. So I've known that that's an issue for, for a long time. And also over the years, I've met so many women with potential who either one that were a sort of in tech but wanted to be more technical or weren't in tech but wanted to get into tech. And I saw this funding from the Institute of Coding a couple of years ago. It dawned on me that actually here I could get some funding to create a program which would kind of, you know, join A to B. So to take those women with potential and put something together so that they could then go and work in those companies. Because there's just a gap in the middle between lots of women with potential and lots of companies that want to hire women or hire from a more diverse pool. And so with three other universities and 15 industry partners, we put together a program which we call Tech Up Women over a six-month period, part-time. It's basically an online course which trains the women into specific job roles. So the 15 industry partners that we had decided what their top four job roles were that they wanted to employ women into. And they were software engineer, agile project manager, business analyst, and data scientist. So what we did was industry and academia working together created a program which would take women with a degree in any subject area with a real passion for technology into one of those job roles. So into kind of a junior software developer, etc. So we ran that over uh, last year and we had 100 women on our first cohort and 96% graduated. So that's amazing in itself, I think. We worked really hard to make it a program which it was kind of hard to drop out of. So we built in support in all sorts of ways all the way through. So I know from any online course that I've ever done, I don't actually think I've finished any of them. (laughs) Um, And so I thought, you know, if we really want to take these women and really kind of take them through to a job, we need to build in all of this stuff around them and around the program to make sure that they've got all the support they need in all different sorts of ways. We had industry mentoring. So all the companies involved and other companies as well gave us volunteer industry mentors. So all women had industry mentors, which they had a one-to-one with every week. We had an online community and we just built in loads of stuff kind of around the program. So not just the technical content, but other stuff as well. We had four residential weekends where we really focused on bringing all the women together building their confidence in themselves, helping them to kind of bond with each other and with us. And so we didn't only focus on the technical content, we focused on other content, you know, like Find Your Own Superhero was one of our talks. And yeah, so it ran for six months, finished last January. We've had quite a lot, I can never remember the figures, but of um, women going into jobs or getting promotions at work and also quite a lot going on to more study in a tech, in an area of tech. And we particularly focused on underserved women, so women of colour, women with disabilities, parents and LGBTQ plus women. And so I think we had just over 50% women of colour, which was great. I really wanted to make sure that we had, if possible, and about 40% women with disabilities, 40% women who are parents and about 26% LGBTQ plus women on the programme. And it's amazing now because like every week on LinkedIn, someone's posting they've got a job. I just got told this morning that another one of our women's got a job as a software developer. It's just so exciting. And what I love about the stage of my career now is that I just see lots of projects and things that I've been involved with over the years coming to fruition. And there's great stories 
every week of someone that I know that's doing something incredible. I'll stop there because I'll just go on forever. <laughs> I wanted to ask, is, is the focus very much on kind of software development or any role within the technology lifecycle? We took on some young girls when I was at Terminos, you know, and we put together a program where essentially they spent a day with a person that was responsible for one part of the life cycle. So a business analyst, a project manager, a developer, a tester, somebody responsible for operations. And what we were finding was that these girls had an inclination to go into technology, but they weren't aware of like the breadth of the roles. And certainly one of them was my niece. And she yeah. had this mindset. She's booked onto a computer science degree course, but doesn't really like programming. But she loved trying to break systems. And, you know, the whole testing aspect had just totally been overlooked. That's a really good point. I think lots of people don't realise the plethora of careers there are in tech these days. There's just so many. And I think everyone still seems to think that you need to be a developer to work in tech, which, of course, you don't. You know, that's just one of the job roles. You know, like we asked the industry partners, which job roles do you want us to fill, really? And so those were the four top roles they came up with. Number five was cybersecurity. I can't remember the others, but you know, there's probably hundreds of job roles now in tech. And I think that's a message we need to get out to everyone, not just women and girls. So can I just ask, where are you finding the women who are coming onto the calls from? Are you actively promoting tech up to sort of specific universities or areas or what's the sort of outreach programme? For the first run through, it was funded for us to particularly target the Midlands and the north of England. So that's what we did. And we particularly recruited people through all different sorts of ways, but a lot of it was through social media and also finding specific groups of people who were, I guess, our target group, you know, so women of colour, finding groups where women of colour who might be interested in coming on the programme. But in terms of our next run through, they could be anywhere. As things are at the moment, we probably won't be getting together for residential weekends. In no, no, no. I mean, so, you know, so most likely the residential weekends will be, you know, like online conferences probably that we hold. So we'll have the same kind of content in terms of the building confidence and helping with interview skills and that kind of stuff so they're kind of like more I guess they're called soft skills but around the outside of the technical content so we'd still be doing that in like online residentials if that actually makes sense and so potentially people could be from anywhere but we don't need to do it exactly the same as last time I think what we did worked really really well and so we want to find women across the country really that are interested. Fabulous it's so interesting it's probably not the time to get into the systemic issues in terms of why there's not women coming through from a pipeline point of view. But my daughter ended up doing A-level maths and, you know, she was the only girl in the sixth form right. or in a year doing it. And, you know, she's gone off to something to do with finance. But it was kind of interesting how by the time kids are getting into the sixth form, they're quite well streamed into things and they're sort of already starting to, I don't know, have ideas around roles which are gender-based roles yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i mean and it's, i think our education is a bit old-fashioned it yeah. kind of needs a revamp like a proper revamp really what kids do at school is not that different from what my dad did 70 years ago it's not massively different from that you know and so much has happened since then that we really need to take that into account and rethink what we're doing with education it's almost like a cultural shift that has to happen because you know there's also this mindset that seems to be in some schools again relating to personal experience where 
they wouldn't give like programming lessons to 11, 12 year olds because it was too difficult. And I'm like, I started when I was 12 and that was a <laughs> long time ago before the internet, you know, yeah. and I still. Yeah, absolutely. So before I started Tech Mums, I was kind of trying to work out how to get everyone coding or into tech before we were actually doing that in schools. And I remember Michael Gove was the education minister at the time, so it's probably about 2012, and he was saying that computing is too difficult for anyone under 14. And I just thought, what a load of wow. rubbish. <laughs> so then I started running app design and coding workshops with Raspberry Pis with seven-year-old kids because my youngest daughter was seven back then. And the kids absolutely loved it. And, of course, they could do it. You know, I kind of was proving a point to myself, I think, really. But also it was that that led me to set up Tech Mums because we were doing stuff with the kids and they loved it so much. And then when we got the parents in at the end of the day, in general, the dads would just kind of step in and have a go. And in general, the mums were a bit like, oh, dear, what's that? You know, like not so keen to engage with it. And I just thought, why don't I start a tech program for mums? And that's how Tech Mums came about. One of my kids was revising for exams and I went yeah. into his room yesterday is at his computer and I said well that doesn't look like revision and he said oh yeah someone in my class has created quizlets for all our subjects <laughs> they had sat down and created quizzes for him and all his mates yeah. to do revision and like that's all programming and you know I just... my daughter who's first year of A-levels the other evening she was on TikTok as usual and she was, was doing a quiz along with a load of other kids. The person on TikTok was helping kids through, like, for example, maths quizzes, through a well-known quiz app. She was saying, okay, let's do this one now. And so she was telling them the number on TikTok. So like over a thousand kids were joining and going to the quiz. And she was like getting them to answer the question and then showing them how to do the answer. And she's just doing that in her spare time. I just thought, I would have loved that when I was young. You know, like how amazing to have that. And why can't we have that as part of schooling? You know, why does that have to be someone's hobby? Yeah. I mean, it goes back to the point that we're totally underestimating what the kids can actually do. Fuel their passions, they'll do even more. It just shows you the potential that's out there as you've identified. Yeah. So, so I believe you've got some awards recently for Tech Up. So we had a national award, which was the Digital Agenda Impact Award for Skills and Training. And more recently, we got the Dynamite Award for Diversity and Inclusion, which is focused on the Northeast of Tech Up Women. Also, one of our women, Freya Usman, runs a charity called Being Woman up in Northumberland. She's winning awards all over the place. I mean, she's an absolute superstar. But I have to say, like, you know, so many of our Tech Up Women are absolute superstars. You know, they're all going on to win awards. Several of them just won last week. We are Tech Women Award for, like, rising stars in tech. Benedicta Banger. So she learned how to design apps on our program. That was part of our course and designed an app to bring together black owned businesses. And so she was showcased on Sky News during Black History Month. And, you know, just so many incredible women. And I just think there's so many people with so much potential that don't always get the chance to realize their potential. And yeah, I mean, Tech Up Women is all about women from underserved communities. I love the fact that you're teaching skills, but also confidence as well. Well, it's something that I struggled with. I mean, I'm fine now, but, you know, I'm in my 50s. I wish I was more confident when I was in my 20s and 30s, really. So I know that it can be an issue and I definitely struggled with it myself. So I just see that if we can add that in, then why not, really? What do you think companies could do different that would help change this? I mean, this has been an issue since the year dot, but what can they do now? 
I think it was about 50-50 in the 1960s. Really? Yeah, it was money and the sort of big companies kind of like started taking over tech that it gradually became less women involved. And I think that's for various reasons. We could do like a series of podcasts on that. (laughs) (laughs) And the thing is, there's not one answer to this issue because it's not one problem. You know, there's various different problems and it's partly to do with, you know, like the gender roles that you were saying, Dave, from our society that are out there. It's partly how subjects are taught at school. You know, partly because people don't know that those jobs are out there it's partly because lots of parents still think that the best jobs are like to be a doctor or a lawyer you know and obviously they're still good jobs but there's so many jobs in tech so many and I think that's one of the messages we need to get out there and also I think companies need to support organizations who are like us creating pathways to take those women with potential into the tech roles that they've got because there's massive skill shortages in so many companies as well in all sorts of areas and I think what we did, we've shown it's been highly successful. And so now we're looking to scale up and have more industry partners to make a bigger difference. How do they get involved with you then? Or is that one for Simon? Yeah, sure. So look, I think we can sort of talk about what some of the benefits of, I think, which will probably help to solidify in our minds how they could get involved. And I think, you know, we've been very fortunate, as I say, we've had the advantage of running the first cohort. We've had, you know, feedback from our industrial partners. And we've also been talking to lots of other tech companies and I think we've gained a lot of good positive feedback I think look there's obviously the positive contribution to this problem right I think first and foremost that's why people want to get involved but I think what's sometimes also not really highlighted is it makes really good commercial sense you know we're providing a really great set of resources that companies could hire from right so as Sue says one of the major problems we have is the excuse given is, well, we just couldn't find a woman with the right skill set, right? So we'll just bury our heads in the sand and carry on as we always did. And I think this gives them a great opportunity to see lots of talented women over a long period of time. It's really like a, a slow interview process. The second one, and I know I've you know volunteered in the past when I've worked for various companies, and it's actually a really positive thing for the employee. And I think that you know allowing their employees to participate in this program is really important. And I think finally, you know, we've talked about press and social media that we're, you know, Tech Up Women has been attracting. I think you know, it's great for companies to also have some visibility around that as well. So I think how can they get involved? Well, as Sue said, we're willing to, you know, craft based on various skill sets and various requirements. But really, as well as funding, we're looking for companies that really want to get involved. So companies that are happy to send, you know, mentors to help the women, companies that are looking to look and potentially recruit from that diverse pool of resources. I think that's the type of partner we're really looking for if we could find them. Simon, Dom, myself, we have an interest in the world of fintech. I think fintech is a great opportunity to get women involved as well so we should be doing all we can to kind of promote to the businesses out there and I wonder if there's a path around fintech that we could kind of look at with you for tech up particularly that sounds cool with our backgrounds and with the experience we've got now in particular we can take a cohort and deliver the sort of graduates from our program that companies want for example the companies that we work with this time want women to have an industry relevant qualification at the end so as well as doing our program we also put them forward for that too for example the agile project managers took an industry examiner in agile project management as well so we sort of completely listen to the industry partners' needs and work out what they want. And if they want women with degrees, that's what we'll look for. 
and we kind of create the pathway between A and B, really, which means that the company don't have to set up this massive program themselves. You know, they can take part with a few other industry partners to identify their needs. So just the other day I was talking to a big tech company who are interested in training people into cloud. You know, I think there's all different sorts of areas. And so this time we ended up with four different pathways. We started everyone off together and then they all kind of like branched out into the route that they felt most comfortable with. And in fact, it was almost 25% on each job role at the end of the course, which was surprising because we didn't know who was going to choose what kind of going through the program. So we ended up with about 24 women trained in each job role at the end of the program. So if People are kind of keen to get in touch with you to participate as either companies or sponsorship. What's the best way to get in touch with you? Well, they can get in touch with me, Professor Sue Black at Durham University or Simon Schofield. They can get in touch with Tech Up Women. Also, our project manager, Joanna, is at Tech Up Women on Twitter. Our website is techupwomen.org. I think if you Google Tech Up Women, you'll be able to find us quite easily, hopefully. Fabulous. Fabulous. Well, listen, it's been really, really interesting chatting to you. And I think it's an amazing program, which I think has got huge potential. So really appreciate you spending the time chatting to us. It's an absolute pleasure. Thanks very much. Thank Thanks you for the advice. Cheers then. Thank you for tuning in to Dave and Dan Demystify. We hope you join us next time and check back in the weeks ahead as we build our podcast vault on SoundCloud. Be sure to connect with Dave Wallace and Darmish Mystery on LinkedIn. And until next time, ciao and have a marvellous week. The Dave and Darm Demystify Show is a production of NMD Plus, London, Chicago and Austin, Texas.